And Michael DiPolito, which, by the way, I just really like saying DiPolito. the name DiPolito. DiPolito is a good word up there with debacle. We've already talked about our words though before, so let's move on. <laughs> um, so remember part one, just talking about Dahlia and Michael and um, their cute little relationship. Michael uh, seems like. I think we characterize people like this often that he's he's not a bad guy. He just kind of makes a couple of bad choices. Yeah. Uh, he got himself mixed up with uh, a mafia family. Uh, he cheated on his wife with Dahlia and then proceeded to divorce his wife and marry Dahlia. Yeah. Six days later. Yeah. Um, but by all accounts, I think he he seemed like a genuinely nice guy who just kind of doesn't think things through all yeah. the way. No. Um and so remember uh we started part 1 with um just a routine regular morning for the couple and Dahlia had gotten a phone call that she needed to get back to the house and when she got back to the house police were there to tell her that her husband Michael DiPolito was dead. Very sad. Yeah, and we listened to the recording of her that the news crews who got the uh, the scoop of a lifetime recorded there. And uh, at the end of the episode, my technology all started going crazy because we were talking about uh, the family that will not be named. And um... <laughs> the family that will not be named. I like that. <laughs> And just talking about the increasing number of threats to Michael and his safety. Um, The constant police calls that were coming in about Michael possibly having drugs. Uh, The mysterious note for ransom money that was left on his car while he was at the gym. Um, And remember, he had told the police, hey, I, I have... A history with the Bonanno crime family. Yeah. And the police were really starting to buy into this. They're like, yeah, you know, that sounds bad. And, you know, on the surface, all of us talking about this are like, um, I mean, it sounds bad, but like, yeah. where's the proof? Exactly. Well, actually, six days before Michael finally went to the police, two members of the Bonanno crime family had been arrested. Really? So the timing there is like creepy. Yeah, that is creepy. Yeah. Um. So, I mean, police came to the conclusion that like, yeah, you're probably being targeted by them, but can't really do anything to help you, dude. I know. So, I mean, Michael and Dahlia are just doing what they can to build their life together. Uh, Dahlia had recently announced that she was pregnant, so oh. Michael was ecstatic. Um, I did mention that in part one, but it was really, really quick, so okay. you may have missed it. I think I did miss that because doesn't he just to not to recap a whole lot, but doesn't he 
have a son or a child with somebody else, but it's he does. He has a child with the woman he dated okay. before his first wife. Okay, oh, which that's I right. I actually will talk about later on okay. in this episode. Okay. I'll loop back around. All right. Um, but Michael was really excited. Uh, they were talking about baby names, talking about their future together. Everything just seemed to be going really, really well. Okay, good. Rem- and remember, I had said that they settled into this cute little routine with Michael and Dahlia and their dogs, Linguini and Bella, uh, which I which I do really like cute. the names. Yeah, I do too. Um, unfortunately, Dahlia was not a fan of routine. Uh, she did not like the regular day to day, everything the same. Uh huh. And even though Michael and Dahlia had only been married for six months at this point, Dahlia was not happy. She said that Michael was vain. Uh, He had actually, Michael had gotten liposuction to remove some of his love handles because he was, he was a little vain, a little self-conscious because Dahlia was a tiny little thing, constantly getting attention from men. And Michael, not unattractive, but he wasn't. He wasn't a, a 10. Okay. Um, And I think, I never saw anything about this. This is me speculating, but I think he was trying to keep up with Dahlia. Okay. I'm going to look up a picture of these two. Okay, keep going. And so after Michael had gotten liposuction, Dahlia, uh, the loving wife that she is, Texted her friend and said, quote, he's so superficial. And the sad thing is someone like him will never be happy. People are allowed to get whatever surgeries they want. Yeah. Yeah. As long as it's not detrimental to their health and not hurting anyone else. And she's just kind of like shitting on him. Yeah. And I'm going to say I am looking at him and he's not he's not a bad looking guy. No, he's not. He's not my type. But okay, I guess that's what I want to say. Not my type, but yeah, not. But an I can see. Guy. I can see him as attractive. He's just yeah. not my type. She's. She looks like she's pretty. Yeah, she got attention everywhere she went. Yes. Yes. Okay, um, I can see that. And so Dahlia, that was kind of the first inkling that Dahlia is not really all that happy. But um, Dahlia, ever the bucket of sunshine. Yeah. Did not get along with Michael's mother either. Oh. Um, More texts from Dahlia's phone. One day she said, I think his psycho trailer trash mom is coming today. She can never just be here for two or three hours like normal people. She stays for like 10 hours. Last week she was with us for five hours and no intention of leaving. It sucked. I finally said something to him and she still wouldn't get the hint. She left pissy. Oh my gosh. The lady just wants to visit with her son. Relax. Can you imagine this being your no. daughter? I re- oh gosh, no. That would be awful. So obviously the family's doing real good. Yeah. Um, and so remember Dahlia actually was trying to be supportive of Michael. He had that whole like almost $200,000 of restitution he had to pay back because of his fraud charges. And she had offered to help him with this. And so Michael... Thinking of what would make things easiest, transfer it. Remember, it seemed kind of shady. He wrote like seven or eight checks to her for a total of $100,000 um, over the course of like two weeks. Yeah. Um, that was so that when she paid 
the portion that she said she would help him with, she could just pay the full amount because Michael had given him her the rest of that. Okay. Except that uh, Dahlia just straight up kept the extra $100,000 for herself. <laughs> just kept it. Like, does she not realize someone's going to, like, figure that out? No, he figured it out at some point. I just don't know when in this timeline he figured it out. Okay. I also am not completely certain if Dahlia ever actually paid the 90000 that she had agreed to help him with. I'm going to say no. But she I'm, I'm probably I'm going to guess go no, too, yeah. uh-huh. but not sure. Okay. And so Michael had signed the deed of his house over to Dahlia because he had wanted to protect his assets until he could clear up this whole restitution mess. Dahlia had a plan all her own. Uh, She claimed that Michael had more than enough money to pay for the entire restitution his own damn self. And she was not going to be helping him. But he had it stashed away in the Cayman Islands. And so she was going to take the 90000 that she was originally going to pay and just hold on to it. Okay. And then the 100000 was apparently just a very generous gift from a loving husband, and she kept that too. Oh. Because she wanted to try and uh, pressure him into pulling money out of those Cayman Island accounts. Okay. Because in the end, her goal was to liquidate him of his assets and kill him. I mean, the girl's got a plan. <laughs> It's it's uh, not a good it's one. It's not a good one, um, but it's a plan. So this is more it's not even a plan. Uh you'll see. She's she's not as smart as she thinks she is. Okay. Meanwhile, Dahlia at some point started uh taking up her escort services again. I'm not sure if she actually saw any clients, but she was definitely actively speaking to people. There was one specific man named Mike who lived in California, and they were making plans for Mike to fly to Florida to spend time with Dahlia in a hotel. So Dahlia was actively speaking with other men. I think they were even like cute, like flirty texting. She was like, oh, I miss you. I can't wait to see you. Just being a shitty person. Yeah. And so Dahlia also decided to reconnect with an ex-boyfriend. Okay. And she confided in this boyfriend that she just really wanted to kill Michael. She wanted his money and she wanted to kill him. Just for his money? Like there was no other, she doesn't have any other like reason or excuse. Like he's awful to me, mean to me. No. So one day she and this ex were out shopping together And Dahlia just kind of casually turned to him and was like, do you know anyone who could help me kill my husband? And the the ex-boyfriend just, I don't think he thought Dahlia was like serious at first. But remember, I mentioned Dahlia got attention everywhere she went. She liked to do her makeup and her hair. She liked to dress nice. And she was very flirty. Okay. So these two random ass men standing on the sidewalk, overheard her. And they turned and said, we'll help you. Because why not? <laughs> Apparently. Uh, the ex was like, I want nothing to do with this. So the two men were like, yeah, just come talk to us. Tell us what you need. And Dahlia was like, okay. And Dahlia hopped in a car with them. 
and Jeez. and they went to her house where she pointed out like here's my house that's where he lives so here you're gonna take care of this and the two men <laughs> the two men dropped dahlia back off at the mall where her ex was still just like hanging out there oh my gosh and the two men were like this girl is crazy that house is loaded with cameras you take her yeah you know what here's the thing i i get that people do this all the time but she doesn't seem to have a valid reason she's just is she just going to people and saying can you kill my husband yeah anyways so dolly is back at square one because her ex wouldn't help her and these two very kind gentlemen decided that they did not want to help her either oh well good for them and so uh, you've probably guessed by now dahlia decided that instead of trying to separate from her husband by death um that she would try and separate from her husband by getting him put in jail okay and so all those times when the police were called on michael supposedly having drugs yeah that was dahlia Oh my goodness. And Dahlia had been the one to actually hide the drugs in the vehicle. I don't even know where she got the drugs. Yeah. Because there was actual drugs really hidden in the car. Oh my goodness. Uh, Because that first time, remember, the police asked to search the vehicle and they didn't find anything? Uh Uh-huh. Well, the next day, Michael went to go gas up the vehicle and under the little like gas flap thing... That's where Dahlia had hidden the drugs. Oh, my God. So, and then remember the second time the police were called, they were given a specific location. Yeah. Because Dahlia would not be deterred. Oh, my goodness. Oh, Uh, man. I can't with this woman. No. It gets more ridiculous. Yeah. Um, So... After the first time that the police had been called on these this random drug tip, Michael's mother actually said, do you think Dahlia could be behind this? And Michael said, no, I don't think Dahlia had anything to do with this. And that's remember, he said he thought it was Maria. Yeah. Dahlia's attempts to get Michael arrested for parole violations were not going so well. She, she decided to go back to the murder thing. And since she couldn't find a hitman, she did a little research and she found our magical green fluid antifreeze oh we we know a couple of ladies that enjoy that yes so she did some research and she found that it was odorless but it had a sweet taste so one day she offered to go get some starbucks drinks for them and she put some in his tea um michael took one sip and dumped the rest of the drink apparently he didn't like sweet tea don't know how you are living in florida and you don't like sweet tea but yeah that should be a sin right there well remember he grew up in philadelphia that's true but anyway now dahlia again is back at square one and she's just getting more and more desperate like she wants to kill michael she's not even really trying to cover her tracks she's just kind of doing everything yeah so again she's out with her ex-boyfriend one day they're hanging out they had stopped at a gas station and dahlia had stayed inside the car while her ex had run back inside okay he comes out and finds her like caught red-handed 
taking his handgun out of his glove box and putting it into her purse. Okay. She was stealing his gun because she was going to try and kill Michael with it. (laughs) And so I think that was his last straw. And he was like, get the hell out of my car. That was his last straw. Well, it's his gun. If I know, but I'm like just she's saying, to frame like, him now. Like, there's just like so many things where he could. I don't know. Okay. Yeah. So he was like, uh, "Get the hell out of my car!" And I'm pretty sure he just like left her at the gas station. Good. I, I would. I don't too. blame him. Honestly. Yeah. But the next day, she calls him again, and she was like, "Hey, what if I give you like five thousand dollars to find someone to buy a gun for me?" And he was like, no. Yeah. uh No. So I think Dahlia finally got the hint. I get the feeling that Dahlia is not used to being rejected. No, I get that feeling, too, because she because and also at the fact that she's just asking for whatever she wants, Uh which which means that she has to be used to getting what she wants. That's exactly what I was going to say. Yeah. So Dahlia gives up and she decides that she's just going to hire someone else. So she says, you know what? Screw you. I'll find I'll hire someone to kill Michael. It's fine. Yeah. I don't need you. (laughs) I think this whole thing is when the ex was finally like, "Um, she's serious. I should go to the cops. Good for him. Yes. So he went to the police and he told them about all of this, Uh about her how many times she had approached him about this she had asked him to help her steal money from him uh, about her going off with these two random men and by this time michael had already told the police about this whole um crime family thing Uh so the police were actually really skeptical at first they were like are are you sure that Dahlia and Michael aren't working together on like some self-defense thing. Like, are you sure that she didn't ask you to buy a gun to protect their home? Yeah. Like their, their job is to be skeptical of everything they're brought. Yeah. And I guess he was convincing enough that the police were like, okay, um, how about we, uh, we'll put a hidden camera in your car if you can get her to talk about this and like in a way that convinces us, then yeah, we'll, we'll definitely look into this. Oh, wow. So they put a hidden camera in his car and he calls Dahlia and she comes to meet up with him. He starts asking like, I, I thought about it again and I, I decided that if anyone's going to help you, it should be me. So, so he's, he's just asking- setting her up right now. Kind of. And he's asking her questions and he's like, well, why are you sure that it's worth killing your husband for money? Like, it's money. Why why would you kill a man for this? Like talking her out of it. Kind of. To give her the opportunity to say she doesn't want to. Yeah. Her response was... It's not even over the fucking money. Like, you don't fucking get it. It's about, like, his fucking friends and all that other shit. Oh. So, um, so he Dahlia doesn't, like, doesn't like having people at her house or something. Yeah, I'm I'm kind of glad she didn't just claim to it to be the mother-in-law. Like, it's the mother-in-law. 
Well, so she continues and she says that Michael's linked to organized crime. And if I try and file for divorce from him, they'll come after me. Uh-huh. Which makes no sense. At all. No sense. Because for all this family knows, they don't know about Dahlia. Yeah. They, and they don't know that, like, I don't, I think they know enough about him because he worked with them that, like, they know that he wasn't married to Dahlia at the time that he worked for them. Yeah. So why is Dahlia even in the picture here? Exactly. So then the ex moves on. He's like, okay, well, what about Michael's mother? Isn't she going to be suspicious of you because she already is? Uh Uh-huh. And Dahlia is, oh my God, such a brat. She says, why me? Do you know what fucking killing somebody is? Killing somebody? Come on. No one's going to point a finger at me. Oh my goodness. She's such a brat. She is. Like, entitled. God, she's such a brat. Yeah. She's so certain everyone would believe so. She even goes on that she is going to point the finger at the mafia (laughs) so that no one suspects her. So somehow in her head, if she divorces Michael, they'll come after her. (laughs) But if she literally accuses them of murder, nothing will happen. (laughs) She's pretty smart. I I don't think so. I feel like she's she's really working with all all cylinders here. Um or is it firing or is it firing firing all? on all cylinders? You know, you no, know. She's, she um she's got like one brain cell and it's just bouncing around in her head. <laughs> and so she she concludes the conversation saying that you know after after this is over and done with, we'll never speak about it again. And then she hands him money so that he can hire a hitman. <laughs> How much money do you think okay, okay. she gave him? Let me guess. Um, if I'm going to hire a hitman to kill somebody. I'm a pretty frugal person. <laughs> uh, I feel like a good, really good deal for for committing the murder and then possibly getting caught. For it, um, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say, two fifty, two fifty, three. Oh my god, three fifty is that a lot? No, oh. <laughs> I thought that was a good deal. Two fifty. No, hitmen are operating in like the fifty thousand, hundred thousand, two hundred fifty thousand. Who has that kind of money? people who can afford to hire hitmen. Well, guess what? Everyone's safe in my life. I'm never going to hire anyone. Because oh I'm going to be like 250 and the killer's going to be like, excuse me, 250 No, like $50,000. I'll be like, never mind. I'll just deal with the person <laughs> the rest of my life. Oh my God. Man, Dolly is a baller She is. I she just gave like... him $1,200 and I was going to say that Dolly is delusional, but apparently you're more delusional than Dahlia is. $1,200? That's like nothing. Uh, if I gave someone $1,200 to kill somebody, they better kill them, clean it up, like, like, then come clean my house and, like, 
fill up my gas tank. Twelve hundred. Like the fucking ice man in your kitchen mopping your floor. <laughs> what? Yeah, twelve hundred dollars. That's. A, I mean, come on. You're all you're doing is pulling a trigger or whatever you do when you kill somebody. Oh my god. You know those programs where they take like troubled youth and they have like a a prison guard scream in their face to show them what life is like. I need to find something like this for you. Yeah. I, I see your phone. Are you googling how much a hitman costs? Well, I just want to know like what's the going rate? Oh my god. Because I don't think $250, especially for someone who's desperate, I think someone would do it. Hitman. I am concerned. Hitman pay. Oh my God. <laughs> I'm curious. Now I have to look this up too. I'm on so many goddamn lists. <laughs> How, what is the gross income? The, the study also found that payments varied from, listen to this, 5000 to, to 30000 30, per killing with an average of 15000 and that most commonly used weapons were firearms. Found a new job for you. <laughs> and you can clean really good. We know you can. I found oh a new my gosh. job for you. You might be on to something. So we learned... Just how cheap you are today. That's very true. I obviously, if I'm always gonna... down for a good deal. <laughs> yeah, exactly. God, fifteen thousand. I'll give you one hundred and fifty dollars. <laughs> so Dahlia had a meeting with her twelve hundred dollar hitman. Okay. And on Expensive. August third, uh, Dahlia and the hitman met in his vehicle outside a CVS pharmacy. Okay. Because they're classy. Yeah. Uh, Dahlia, um, the hitman obviously was an undercover police officer. Obviously. But Dahlia was flirty as hell. Um, One of the first things she said when she got in his car, because he was going through the standard, like, are you sure you want to do this? And Dahlia says, I know you're thinking like, oh, what a cute little girl. But like, I'm not. She just sounds annoying. She is. Um so the hitman negotiated a fee with her. Um he tried to give her several opportunities to back out. Like, "Hey, are you sure?" They set up the uh the plan of action of how they were going to carry this out. And so he tries to give her one last shot to back out of this he goes are you sure because once you get out of my car today there's no going back everybody knows this quote because it is it is the most famous quote in this entire case okay um but here is that portion of their discussion and i thought between now and when it's done sure which is it's pretty damn sure that is very sure so yeah so the morning of august 5th is the day that they decided that they were going to do this Okay. Their plan was that Dahlia was going to leave to go to the gym so that Michael would be home all alone. And this hitman would come in 
and stage it as a robbery gone wrong. Okay. Which brings us back to the beginning of part one where, you know, Dahlia was called home. There's this full-blown crime scene and she was informed that her husband was dead. So she's acting. Oh, I'll play it again for you. Yeah, because to hear that and then to know that you're like, to know oh my that gosh. it's five thousand percent fake. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'll play it again in a minute. Cause remember, they had taken her to the police station. They asked her, "Do you know anybody who would want to harm your husband?" She's already kind of setting the scene with, um, you know, my husband has mafia connections. Yeah, and police were like, "Yep." We we really think this guy named Pascal is involved, and Pascal was a known member of this family. And they just kind of let Dahlia talk, and they let her keep going. And so finally, the police invite this man into the room. Okay. And um, I ha- they were recording this, obviously, because it was in the police department. But I'll play this for you, because... You can hear how they did it. Now you know that advice of your rights, right? Yeah. Okay. The game's over with. Okay? There's no more games with you and I. Now we're going to get down to serious business. I want to know if you know this guy. Come here. Bring this guy in here. You know who this guy is? No. You've never seen him before? I've never seen him before. Ever. Do you know her? Put your head up and look at her. Put your head up. I've never seen him. What were you doing coming out of her house? so they were they brought this guy in and you could barely hear it in part one there was a because dahlia was crying so hard when Uh the police officer told her the the police officer actually did mention hey there was a black man seen fleeing your home and so that was the man that they brought into the room. Just now they were looking at her reaction and Dolly ain't no snitch. So she's not going to say that she knows who this guy is. But after they had this guy leave the room, uh, they kind of studied her for a minute and then they dropped the bombshell on her. You're going to jail today for solicitation and murder. You're under arrest. That's an undercover police officer. We filmed everything that you did, recorded everything that you did. You're going to jail for solicitation of first-degree murder of your husband. I didn't do anything. Did you hear what I just told you? I heard what you said, but I didn't. And, like, all she could, she just kept saying, I didn't do anything, I didn't do anything. And then they go, oh, hey, and uh, by the way, your husband's alive. Oh, no. (laughs) And she, like, looks at them, and she's like, I want to see him. (laughs) <laughs> and they actually bring Michael to the doorway. They do? And Michael looks at her and you can tell she is trying to save her ass because she goes, oh, my God, honey, come here. Just please come here. Please let me see. But you. he already knows what she what she planned, right? I'll uh, Yeah. Uh, I'll go okay. back in time one more time. Okay. Because he knew everything at that point. Okay. And he refused to come in the room. He was like, I can't. I wouldn't either, would you? No. Yeah. I mean, if I did, then I'd be arrested. Yeah. Officers led him away because, like, this poor guy (laughs) was just blindsided. And so the officers officially Mirandized her. They start questioning her. She wouldn't answer any questions. She just keeps whining that she didn't do anything. She wants to call her mom. She wants to go home. 
Of course she does. At one point, she says, you guys are treating me like a criminal and I'm not. I'm not that kind of person. (laughs) So then that's when they go, oh, oh, really? You think we have the wrong person? And they played her that little clip of her saying, I'm 5,000% sure. And they go, was that you? And she just shut up. She stopped talking. Because she can't she deny did. it. No. That's so distinct. Like, yeah. who else is going to say that? Yeah. So, some of the information about the actual police sting. After Dahlia left her house on the morning of the 5th, the way she and the hitman had worked it out, immediately, police came over and they knocked on the door. So, Michael comes and he answers the door and the police go, sir, we need you to come with us right now. We need you to come down to the police station. And he's... Obviously, I mean, he's he's been on the wrong side of the law several times. He's had several police visits in the last few weeks. So I would be really on edge if yeah, police are coming. Too. They try and put him at ease and they say, you're not in trouble. And they go, we need to tell you, your wife has hired someone to kill you. And we need you to come to the police station with us now. And this part was videotaped as well. And Michael is just shocked. Like, he has to physically sit down to process this information because he's so shocked. I would, too. And you can, I feel so bad because you can see on his face that he needs time to think about this. But the police are like, we, I'm really sorry, but we need you to get out of the house right now. And so they take him to the police station. That would be hard not to like call your significant other right away and be like, um, what's happening? But And I think he may have asked to and the police were like, no, we we have all the documentation. We will explain everything once you're safe, but we need you out of the house. And so after they get Michael out of the house, they set up this crime scene with the tape and the police cars and the news crews who, by the way, were fake. Oh, wow. Everything was fake. Everything was set up. Do you remember that old TV show that we all love so much, Cops? Yeah. They had contacted the TV show and they were the fake uh, news crew. And that's, oh. why, that's why there's so much video footage because that's how they were getting everything. Yeah, because I've seen the video footage of of all of that and it looked like, you know, like that there were that their news crews got wind of a major crime and like had all shown up. And that was what they staged it as, but this was the TV show cops. (laughs) They just went extra because she's so extra. (laughs) Yeah. They had to meet her. Yeah. Um, So the, like I said, the camera crews had disguised themselves as breaking news reporters and they were filming everything. Nice. Um, And so this is where I just want to, I want to play you this, um, clip of her sobbing so hard just so that we can hear her acting that is 5,000% fake. I'm Sergeant Ramsey. I'm I'm the one that called you. Thank you for coming. I'm sorry to call you. Listen, we had a report of a disturbance at your house and there were shots fired. Is your husband Michael? Okay, I'm sorry to tell you, ma'am. He's been killed. He's he's been killed, ma'am. No, no, he's not. Listen. No, no. Try to calm down. Listen, right now, what no. we, do, we need to get you to the station. No. We need to get you to the police station. I can't let you stand, man. We have to do our job. If you want us to find this killer, okay? We need you to calm down. I'm going to need you to go with these detectives, okay? 
Those are some stellar acting skills, not on her part, but on the police officer's part, because he has to keep a straight face. Lord, he has to keep a straight face. Knowing that she is like full on acting. Right. Yeah. Oh, my God. So I just there's one more clip I want to play for you um, because I watched the cops episode. And Uh so hearing this guy, the Sergeant Frank, I I forget his last name, but hearing this guy. So, you know, in part one, I played the voicemail that he left for her. Yeah. Um, I want to play his side of that phone call now. Okay. This is Sergeant Frank Ramsey, Boynton Beach Police Department. We're at your residence, ma'am. Are you nearby? No, ma'am, I need to talk to you. It's very urgent when you come home. It involves your husband. There's been an incident. Okay, can you come right back to your residence, please? Ma'am, I'll tell you everything you need to know when you get here. Okay? Thank you. All right, bye-bye. Okay, she's on the way. Let the people know, Pete, on the perimeter. Hey, Dan, make sure you uh, send it my way if she comes over to you. All right, she's going to be here any second, so let's do it. Guys, when she arrives on scene, I'm going to bring her aside. I'm going to advise her. It's going to be kind of brief. We need as much information as you can on any possible suspects. I need you to go back to our station with these two detectives. And that's it. All right? And then keep that recorder going. And someone get the popcorn. (laughs) It's just really interesting to hear like his side that he's on the phone with her going, you need to get down here right now. And then he's telling everyone she's on her way. Places everyone. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's what I'm saying. And popcorn action. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. Um, So Dahlia, I think one of the last things that she had the nerve to say was that she never wanted anyone dead. Oh, my gosh. We have you on record, please. So, yes, Dahlia was charged with solicitation of murder. Of course, she pled not guilty. Mm -hmm. Michael immediately became America's overnight most sympathetic victim ever. I bet. He went on like Good Morning America, I think literally the next day. And this poor guy was just like. It still hasn't sunk in. I oh. I don't know how to feel. Well, I mean, I don't blame him either. That would be a little awkward. Like, okay, someone didn't want me around enough. Or to... So much that they went to the trouble to try and kill you. Yeah, exactly. Your wife, this yeah. woman who, by the way, Dolly was never pregnant. She completely lied. What? Yeah. I mean, did we, are we surprised? No. Yeah. So um, around the same time after Dahlia was charged, but before her actual trial, this is where that woman Karen comes back in and she started suing Michael for child support. Oh, wow. They had a DNA test performed. The child was his. Okay. Um, And so lawyers from several different angles were scrutinizing his finances on one side, they were digging into his finances for child support reasons. But then on the other side, they're digging into his finances going, hey, you still owe people for these fraud charges. Okay. There's actually a story of one of the men who was taken advantage of in this fraud scheme. And he says, yep, I get my monthly payment of 8 to $10 of the money that I lost. That's it? 
because Michael stole money from so many people, the restitution goes to a central area and then it gets dispersed to the victims. So this guy, I think his name is George. He's like, yep, (laughs) I get my $8 every month (laughs) of like the 30,000 that he had stolen from him, which I feel like at that point, Uh, I'd be like, it costs more money to cash the damn check. I'd be like, you know what? Just it's, it's fine. You keep it. Yeah. It's fine, dude. Like, (laughs) Um, oh, so in yeah. 2011, Dahlia went on trial for solicitation to commit first degree murder. And this is kind of where the police may have shot themselves in the foot a little bit because Dahlia tried to argue that, you know, how fake sounding her tears were? Well, uh, she says that she knew it was for the show Cops. And this was her auditioning for a reality TV show. She is, she's crazy. She was found guilty. And Michael ended up delivering an impact statement. And this is actually really sad. So this is Michael's impact statement. He said, if Dahlia would have owned it like a normal person, I would have respected that. But when I get to court, I hear that I wanted a reality TV show. Not only is she saying that, but her lawyers allow it. It's ridiculous. You should have just said space aliens landed and they did it. (laughs) If she wanted to steal my money and leave me, she should have got a divorce. This isn't a wholesome person. This isn't a person with any regret or any remorse. Yeah. I really like his whole, like, you may as well have just said aliens came to did it. Yeah. Yeah, I think... Like, how can you sit there and try to talk your yourself, like, out of this hole that she's... You know what I'm saying? They yeah. have all the evidence. I, I don't... Yeah. So Dahlia was sentenced to 20 years in prison. And in Is she still in there? In 2014, Dahlia, of course, she appealed her conviction and she won. Wow. Really? Yeah. I think that it was actually part of it was some technicality and it was so stupid. I actually didn't even bother writing it down. So they went to a second trial and the defense used the exact same defense that it was a reality TV show that she was auditioning for. And it resulted in a hung jury, actually. And so it had to go to a third trial. While Dahlia was waiting for her third trial, she was actually on house arrest. She wasn't being held in prison. And somehow she actually legitimately became pregnant and gave birth to a son, even though she was on house arrest. How did she do that? It actually was not public knowledge for a really long time because they wouldn't say who the father was. They wouldn't say how they met. Um, I think it was... I believe it was either 2019 or 2020. It was fairly recently that they finally did come out and say, this is the father. And it's because he was living in the house with us. And it was, um, I believe he was a released inmate as well. Okay. Um, But anyway, in 2017, Dahlia went for her third trial And her defense team decided to change tactics, which makes sense to me. I mean, the second trial ended up in a hung jury, so they need to change their, um, they need to change what they're doing just a little bit. So they blamed the police this time 
Um, And I thought this was actually kind of interesting. So her defense team said the police had actually concocted this whole murder for hire thing because the police station wanted to impress the show cops enough to get featured on an episode. So basically the defense team argued that the police had actually entrapped her into like tricking her into like a oh a murder for hire sounds like a good idea and that it wasn't actually dahlia who initiated the idea but it was police that planted the idea okay so they kind of took it and spun it around on her yeah yeah um it didn't work the jury deliberated for 90 minutes and they found her guilty of the exact same charge again oh okay When it came down to sentencing, the prosecution asked for 30 years, which I believe was the max, and her defense lawyers had the nerve to say they wanted two years and probation. Two years and probation? For solicitation of first-degree murder. I mean... (sighs) They said this was just a one-time mistake, and she deserves to be able to raise her son. (sighs) I I have a feeling she only had that kid to have an out, you know, like to make her more like, well, I need to get out. More sympathetic. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I probably I wouldn't put it past her. That's what I'm thinking. I mean, if if I'm putting myself in her head, which she already sounds like someone who, like we said, she's a brat, she's entitled, like she thinks and that was an audition. Come on. (laughs) Come on. So she was sentenced to 16 years, which I'm not exactly sure the timing on this because her initial 20 year sentence was imposed in 2011. It's now 2017 and she got 16 years. I don't know if she gets any time served in there or if it's 16 years from this third trial. Either way, she spent a good amount of time in prison. Okay. Um, In March of 2019, she appealed her. Um, conviction again and the appeal court upheld her conviction Uh, they appealed to the supreme court and they rejected to hear her appeal in february of 2020 and that's the end of the line for her but somehow her lawyer is still trying to file petitions i don't know that there are any other options for them Uh because yeah I guess unless, like, a governor grants her clemency, that's literally the only thing that would save her. Yeah. But she's not on death row, so... Yeah. Well, and she I, she shouldn't be, honestly. Like, she didn't actually kill somebody. She's... No, and I I think death row would be inappropriate. And Yeah, because you know... there's been plenty of people who have done way worse than she has and aren't even on death row. And, you know, this is Florida and they are a death row state and they love their death sentences and she didn't get one. So she probably it probably wasn't even eligible for it, honestly. Yeah. In May of 2020, Dolly and her lawyer came out with an exclusive interview. And it showed Dahlia as a changed woman who led Bible study in prison and wanted to raise her son. That's weird. They're trying to do whatever they can to get her released. And so one of the weird things about this case, I think it was after she was initially booked into prison. Like I said, Dahlia has one brain cell bouncing around in that pretty head of hers. 
she was on a phone call with somebody talking about a South Carolina inmate who had done a prison break by drone. This inmate had smuggled a phone into prison, and we all know there's really only way in, one way to smuggle a phone in, so I hope he sanitized it, but he probably yeah. did. Yeah. Anyway, he used this smuggled phone to coordinate with somebody on the outside who used a drone to drop supplies in. This it, the They had given him, like, wire cutters and, like, a blow-up dummy. He left this dummy in his bed and he used these wire cutters that his buddy on the outside had flown in via drone and he escaped from prison. And by the time that they caught up with him and found him, uh, they found him in Texas, I believe. He had an ID card, two guns and $47,000 with him. So like this guy was set up to just get away. And so Dahlia was on the phone with, um, I believe this, you know, this may have actually been um, after her second conviction, because I believe this was her baby daddy she was talking with, um, just telling them, telling him about this prison break and how, like, cool it was and how basically because prison officials couldn't control what was flown over the prison because I mean, they're not under, like like a uh, a dome the yeah. sky is still open that was how this drone was able to fly over and just drop things for this guy oh my this is this is bizarre it is very bizarre oh my goodness but uh that was one of the things they tried to use against dahlia that they were like um she's literally talking about escaping by drone <laughs> And it's already been done. She's nuts. Why are inmates allowed to read this stuff? I hope she's had a psychological evaluation as well, because I, I don't know that she's all all there. Yeah. Um. So Dahlia, like I said, she's still in prison. She's trying to depict herself as the model inmate. Her lawyer is still filing whatever he can to try and get her out early. Uh, Dahlia's son drives i believe it's five hours um her mother is raising her son and they bring him uh about i think i saw it uh two or three times a month to visit his mother which i can't imagine what that's like for this poor little boy yeah um michael has since been remarried and he seems to be doing very good. well with his you know new what wife. good good He's made a couple um, mistakes, but he definitely didn't deserve to, like, have a hit put on him. So no. I'm, I'm glad. Okay. Um, so, and lastly, I found this kind of interesting. Dahlia's ex-boyfriend. I, I kind of thought that he was going to be a redeeming person. But in 2019, he pled guilty to one count of aggravated stalking. Uh-huh. And one count of making written threats. Because oh. after the situation with Dahlia ended, he went on to marry a woman. They had two children together. Things didn't work out. They ended up divorcing. And he ended up sending hundreds of texts to his ex-wife that I didn't see them, but they were described in court documents as vulgar and threatening. Oh, okay. In one specific message, he said that 
either she would have to kill him or he would kill her. The reason that he said this, which seems incredibly unreasonable to me, but maybe you can be the judge of this. Uh, his ex-wife was going to take their children to Disneyland without him. Oh. Okay. And he said, uh, you will not take my children without me. And either you'll have to kill me or I'll kill you. Oh, okay. Well, let's calm down there a little bit. Like, first of all, I would love to, I've been to Disneyland and Disney World. I'm I'm okay. I don't need to go back there. <laughs> so I think I would be like, go for it. You do that. That and they were divorced at the time. Yeah, that's really odd. Uh, maybe he was having a bad day. A bad day. <laughs> um, he also sent messages to her saying that he would send someone to hurt or kill her. Um, so that's not the healthiest person. No, it's not. Um, and I was trying to find out more about like how he's doing now. And I actually found, and this is really sad that in November of 2021, he was found deceased in his home. What? And, uh, all the articles I saw that an autopsy was forthcoming, but I never actually saw any results of the autopsy. Really? Yeah. So, um, I saw some people speculating that it may have been a drug overdose, but that's just a really sudden and sad ending that to this is. guy's like very wild life. That is. But I just thought this really quick, like his life since this was just very strange. Are we sure that he's dead? Oh, he is. Yeah. Because I was, I wanted to do like, a, oh, where are they now? And so. I was looking through and I thought this article was actually not even related to this story. But then as I was reading into it, I was like, oh, this is the same guy who was stalking his ex-wife. And then yeah, he I, was found I was dead. like, oh, and he was found deceased in his home. And that was just a few months ago. And I have not seen that anything. That is really sad. Poor guy. Like just trying to live his life. I mean, he he took a bad turn there for a minute. He did, but like that's not. Oh, that's awful. Yeah, he was young too. It's not. He like was he really was... young. Oh, that's unfortunate. But you know, Michael's right. doing good. He's good. thriving. He has a new wife. They look good. real happy. Yeah. And um, I think, I think I saw that he got his restitution paid back. So like, good. he seems like he's doing good. Good. And. I think he's avoiding the news because honestly I would too. Yeah, yeah. And uh that's that's the story of well, Dolly Dipolito and the 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 woman who couldn't plan things. Well, you know what? That girl I if uh, another guy doesn't see all the red flags there, I I don't I I don't know. I think uh she should just wear red from here on. Yeah, out. exactly. So, yeah, that was... Well, thank you. Um, you're welcome. Way less depressing than your last one, so I appreciate that. Yeah, and I thought you like um, the drama. I do like the drama. That was a lot of uh, a lot of high-quality drama, too. There and was you know, acting. There was, there was <laughs> 
payments. There was love. There was hate. There was oh, pettiness. There was love. Yes, you there love was. Love. I love love. <laughs> well, thank you very much. Yeah, and you know, there was a lot to this story that I never really actually knew about. Like, I knew that she had tried to hire someone to kill her husband and that the police had saved him. But I didn't know about his whole history with like his mafia connections and the fraud and uh, the details about his first wife actually like and how sweet she was. Like she says only good things about him, which is that's so mature of her. That yeah. they divorced, admittedly on pretty bad terms, and she still only says good things about him. Yeah. No, that is nice. Well, and that says more about her, too. Yes. Yeah. If only Oof. we could all be that way. Yeah, because I wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for the love story. Oh, you're welcome. <laughs> all right. Um. We'll, we'll see everybody next week. Yeah. I'm down. I'll see you next week. I hope I have something good for you. <laughs> Haven't found it yet, but yet. <laughs> but it's coming. It's coming. You know, that's how good ones are born. When I know, that's true. It's down to like, so we yeah, record on Wednesday. Yeah, and it's Tuesday. And it's Monday night, <laughs> and you have not even chosen a topic yet. <laughs> yeah, I've been there many times, as I know you have as well. Yeah. <laughs> Because sometimes, I mean, we've talked about this before that it sounds weird, but if I'm not really connecting with a topic, I can't, I can't present it right. I can't research it right. Yeah. And sometimes it, it just takes that, that 11th hour moment of panic to just spark a flame in you. Yeah. It, it seriously does. Yeah. Yeah. So. Right. We'll we'll reap the benefits of your pain yeah, next week. Let's, let's hope so. <laughs> Everyone say a prayer for Kat. <laughs> goodbye. Uh, goodbye. <laughs>